Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am indeed Rudy Maxa. You're listening to America's most popular radio travel show. Well, we begin the sixth week of the search for that missing Malaysia, uh, Malaysian Airlines uh, jet. We have those uh, two promising pings, but we also have a three-mile deep ocean and a two-mile mountain, and it may be at the bottom of that. The search continues. You uh, All you have to do is turn on CNN at any given moment, and you'll get all the information you need, because they are just... They are covering this as the Atlanta Constitution used to say. Was that the Atlanta Constitution? You said it covered do like Dixie, the Atlanta Constitution. I think used to say that was. The Atlanta Constitution did. Coming up this hour on Rudy Max's World, we're going to talk with blogger uh, Matthew Kepneys, who has advice on how you can finance your travels around the world by working on the road. And 73,000 women worldwide subscribe to the website journeywomen.com. And if you're a woman who loves to travel, you'll find it's a treasure trove of good advice. You might even make a new friend or two. The founder of Journeyman joins me at least half after the hour. And Russia is the West's whipping boy right now, but we'll take a look at the country from the inside when we talk with Jennifer Yerimeyeva, who lives in, who's lived in Russia for 20 years. She speaks the language. She's the author of a book called Lenin Lives Next Door. We'll find out what that title means later this hour. Plus, American Airlines abruptly announced changes to its frequent flyer program, and Andrew from Point Smiles and Martinis joins to explain how that might affect you in just a moment. First, let's take a look at some of this week's news and travel. In the wake of the ongoing mystery of that Malaysian Airlines jet, there's some very good news in regards to air safety for the year 2013, last year. The International Civil Aviation Organization said the accident rate for commercial aircraft last year was the lowest recorded since the organization began keeping stats. With a global accident rate of 2.8 accidents per 1 million departures, it's a 13% decrease from 2012. Even when there were fatal accidents around the world last year, the total number of deaths dropped to 173 from 388 a year earlier. Since 2009, total worldwide airline fatalities have dropped by more than two-thirds. That is good news. Even better news, in the U.S., the statistics are even more incredible. Over five years, ending April, American carriers flew some 3.7 billion passengers, or roughly 10 times the U.S. population, without, as the former head of safety at the Federal Aviation Administration put it, so much as putting a scratch on anyone who was a passenger. Yes, three people did die in that botched landing at San Francisco Airport last year, but keep in mind, that wasn't a U.S. airline. That was a Korean air jet. So U.S. airlines have a five-year perfect safety record. Unbelievable. Well, for a long time, London's Heathrow Airport has been the world's business international airport. Excuse me, busiest international airport. But it's been eclipsed by none other than Dubai. For two months, Dubai has served more passengers than Heathrow, and the gap is likely to grow even wider, as Heathrow really can't, really can't handle any more flights while Dubai continues to grow its capacity. Heathrow has, for years, been trying to get an extra runway to be built, but uh, residents in the area have stopped it. They say, enough's enough. American Airlines, rather abruptly this week, changed the rules on several fronts in regard to its frequent flyer program. Andrew is the man behind the website, milespointsandmartinis.com. He prefers not to use his last name. 
His job is to keep sharp eye on all things having to do with the airline awards. Andrew, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Rudy. Appreciate you having me on. All right, let's run down the changes, and then we'll uh, consider which are positive and which are negative, if you don't mind. Sure. So three quick changes to American and one, actually, to U.S. Airways. So the first three for American is they stopped the uh, ability to to book a one, um, I'm sorry, they stopped the ability to book a stopover on American uh, airline award tickets. So, so that means to be able to booking a flight from, go ahead. Yeah, you used to be able to fly, say, New York to London on an award ticket, and when you come back to New York, you could add a future, that would be your quote stopover, you could add a, like a free flight to L.A. onto it, but no more? No more, and, and they basically announced it uh, retroactively, so it wasn't a proactive approach. Impacts uh, future award bookings from, I think it was just a couple of days ago on. And okay, then the second major change... Go we'll ahead. Put that in the negative column. Okay. Absolutely. And then the second major change was the elimination of the One World Explorer Award. This was a great award that you could book um, around the world tickets with uh, American Airlines One World Partners, or you could also book um, a lot of segments within a short distance because the award was priced on the amount of miles that you flew. And uh -huh. so I really think that taking that away, it's going to, in the long run, if you want to do a long uh, round-the-world trip or a multi-segment intra-Europe trip, it's going to increase the amount of miles you use. So I would say that's, again, that's a negative. Okay. And then one more, um, which it could impact people. It's, it's the uh, additional miles for any time awards. So they used to have a last seat availability award pricing, which was double the miles of the, the Saver Award. They've moved to a three-tiered model, which isn't as bad as Delta's five-tiered model, but it's still, it, it's still not as favorable as it was um, just a couple of weeks ago. I would say that's, um, that's a toss-up. It depends if, if you were one of those folks that were into using as many miles as it took to fly last minute for wherever you wanted to go. So, so what, what me, it doesn't impact me, but for others what, it does. What are the tiers then? Uh, booking way ahead, booking at the last minute, what's the other tour? Something in between? Um, it's like kind of last-minute availability, and it's triple the miles. So it would oh. be uh, the, the standard 25,000 domestic award ticket is still there. Yep. It's the um, low availability. And then the second and third tier are going to be based on the amount of inventory that American allocates to those those buckets. Um, I haven't figured out exactly how they're going to allocate inventory, but um, but it is clear that if you if you are looking to book a last minute ticket um, and the saver isn't available, you could be paying a higher amount of points at the third tier versus the second tier. So it used to be 25,000 miles if you got the lowest price free coach ticket, or free quote-unquote coach ticket in the United States, 50,000 if none of the 25,000 were available, and you think there's going to be even a higher one? Yeah, actually it is. They've, they've announced it. I've got it on my website. I don't have it in front of me, but um, they've got right. their new award chart out there, which which breaks down each of the categories, the Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3. So, Okay, you mentioned something about U.S. Airways. You mentioned something about U.S. Yeah, Airways. and... So they did kind of a, a alignment across American and U.S. Airways award charts. And um, U.S. Airways had a great business class award ticket. You could go to U.S. to North Asia for only 90,000 miles. Right. And overnight, that um, award ticket increased to 110,000 miles, so about a 22% increase just overnight. So if you were planning on booking a ticket, say, next week, and you just didn't have a couple miles until you got to that 90,000, well, now you're going to have to wait till you get to 110 to book that ticket. All right, we only have about 15 seconds left. The only good news I see is they have not yet gone to the revenue model that Delta has, where you have to spend a minimum amount to get an award ticket, to get elite status, I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's um, that, they haven't done that yet, so we're waiting to, waiting to see if they roll, roll that out later this year or next year as well, but 
they haven't they haven't given any um, indication one way or the other. If your frequent flyer programs are important to you and you're watching your miles and hoping for a trip, you've got to go to Miles Points and spell the word and out. MilesPointsandMartinis.com. That's all one word. Miles Points and Martinis.com. Andrew keeps an eye on stuff. Hey, Andrew, thank you for stopping by. Talk to you later. When we come back, how to work your way around the world. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Glad you're here with me this weekend. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the instant approach. Earn and redeem rewards instantly. Book a flight, use the rewards right away for your hotel. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay longer. Book a package, well, you get the picture. Earn even more when you book using the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join today and get instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com slash rewards. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards. Or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable, you just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologist recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Attention all heel clickers, four-leaf clover pickers, and frog kissers. You're tuned into the right station at the right time to find out why it's your lucky day. Right now, you can get a free phone or up to $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Go ahead, throw away that nasty hot pink rabbit's foot because you're $100 luckier. What's that? Don't believe in luck. Then how do you explain that out of all the radio ads in the world, you're lucky enough to be listening to the one that hooks you up with a free phone like the Samsung Galaxy Rush or the Kyocera Hydro Edge or saves you up to $100 off any other new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile? Yeah, that's what I call luck. Boost Mobile. Offer valid 418 to 43014 at participating dealers in select markets. While supplies last and only for new monthly activations, supporting from non-sprint-related carriers and purchase of new device. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of Boost Phone. Excludes taxes. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month of high-speed data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. See participating dealer or visit boostmobile.com slash switch for details. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. This segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbis, who remind you that travel rewards usually take forever to earn and even longer to redeem. But with Orbis Rewards, you can redeem rewards instantly. You book a flight, you get some reward dollars that you can put toward the cost of your hotel instantly. Book your hotel and use the rewards to stay even longer. You get even more rewards when you book on the Orbitz app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Check it out at Orbitz.com slash rewards. Orbitz.com slash rewards to get instant vacation gratification. Or go to RudyMaxa.com, and at the top of the page there, you'll see a, a link. Well, we often dream about going around the world, but how do you finance it? Well, for that, we turn to an expert. 
Uh, Matthew Kepnes, um, uh, we call him Matt, is Nomadic Matt. That is his blog. It's easy to find, nomadicmatt.com. And he has traveled around the world and worked jobs to support that habit. We reach him today in San Diego, where he's attending a Hosteling International Conference. I know that because I was there just yesterday speaking, and I saw Matt. Matt, uh, nice to see you again, uh, what, 12 hours later? Yeah, good to see you, too. Okay. All right, so now working your... all right. Well, let's let's start with the basics. How do you how do you get jobs when you're traveling around the world? I mean, aren't there all kinds of legal and tax consequences you got to th- think about? Well, when people think of jobs, they think of desk jobs, careers, 401ks, and all that stuff. But when you're getting a job as a traveler, what you're really looking for is low wage, quick jobs that get you from the destination you are now to the next destination. So that means service industry jobs. Uh, working in hostels, for example, uh, bartending. Uh, uh, there's a lot of farm work. And so those jobs tend to be easier to get without as many legal restrictions. Uh, there are many countries in the world that offer American travelers what is called a working holiday visa. Uh, if you're under 30, you can get this visa. Um, for those over 30, uh, there you can still work sort of under the table at a lot of jobs, places don't care. Um, or another great job is teaching English overseas, which you'll need a visa to do. But essentially, if you can teach, if you speak English, mm-hmm. that's all people really care about. And it's really easy to get teaching English jobs around the world, uh, especially in Asia. Uh, demand is super high, and the pay is also very high. And those comes with comes with the visa. All you really need to do is have graduated college and speak English. Can you get that visa when you're in that country, or do you have to get it before you begin your trip? You can get it in that country. Oh, that's good to know. And, and uh, for example, uh, helping with English, do you have to commit to three months, six months? I mean, do you have to commit to a long term, I guess, is what I'm asking. It depends on the job. Uh, typically, they, they do want a commitment of at least three months. Uh, during the summer times in places like South Korea or China, um, for example, uh, they have summer camps, which are four to six weeks long. So you can just do it for that um, length of time. If you just want, like, a couple of days, then it's good to just go under the table on, like, craigslist.com and see who needs English lessons, trade your time for a couple hours of cash, and then move on. So would that be with an individual, you mean, not not in a yes. school format? Yeah, that would be with an individual. If you want a school format, you'll have to commit to a longer term. Okay. What are some of the jobs that you have worked in the course of being, becoming Nomadic Matt? Um, I've taught English in Thailand and Taiwan um, okay. collectively for a couple of years. I've traded my labor for working in hostels, um, and I was also a poker player once. Um, Matt, I didn't know this. Yeah, I was a professional poker player in Amsterdam for about four months. Now, how do you, what, uh, professional poker player in Amsterdam, how do you, you go register somewhere? How do you, or you just, you find a poker game and you keep winning and you demand? Uh, pretty much, like you call yourself a poker player and sit at a casino every day and oh. keep winning. Oh, you played in the casino. Yeah. Ah, do you still do that? Uh, for fun. I don't do it to make money anymore. I, uh, I don't play enough for it to make it a serious commitment. Well, you know, I do you know you know Doug Lansky, the travel writer, lives in Sweden. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I saw him recently and been to his house. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. Long before he settled down, he has three wonderful children now. He's married to a woman who's a doctor in Sweden. She's a sweet, su- Swedish citizen. Um, he wor- went around the world working weird jobs. I don't know if he got paid for all of them. You know, he trained to be a sumo wrestler, and that's given how skinny he is. That didn't last long. But I know, I know he you know, went in the back door of restaurants and worked in kitchens doing dishes. Have you run into people who've done that? Oh, yeah. There are a lot of travelers that do that. Um, you know, like, like I said in the beginning, what you're really looking for is a job that gets you cash in hand to get you to the next destination. And as long as you're open to all sorts of possibilities, there's always something somewhere. And online job boards such as Craigslist, mm-hmm. workaway.info, helpx.net are also really good websites where you can find this sort of short-term labor. Um, Another great website is a website by Turner Barr, B-A-R-R, called aroundtheworldin80jobs.com, 80 being the 8-0. And he just goes around the world and works odd jobs and writes about it. All right, we have about four so, minutes left, and at the end of four minutes, Matt, I'm going to ask you to repeat those uh, those sites again. So if you're listening and you are scrambling to catch up, you know, find a pen and paper to write those down, I'll, I'll ask Matt to repeat them in about three minutes. Um, I'm talking with uh, Matthew Kepnes. He is uh, a blogger who has traveled all around the world, and he posts all the time at Nomadic Matt. that's M-A-T-T, nomadicmatt.com. We've reached him at uh, Hustling International uh, Conference where he's speaking today in San Diego, or later today in San Diego, anyway. Um, what Have you had any jobs? I mean, poker is sort of unusual. Uh, have you had any uh, other unusual jobs that might surprise me? Uh, no, that was it. Uh, I basically taught English, and the pay is so well uh, now, teaching English in Asia. That really allows me to increase my bank time enough to keep going. Now you didn't um, speak Chinese. You didn't speak Mandarin or Thai, did you? I know. I learned them when I was there. Uh, people get really hung up on the language barrier, but in most places around the world, uh, if you're going to teach English, they want you. They don't want you to talk the local language. And you, if you teach in the big cities, you're going to be around a, a lot of other expats uh, and and get by basic English. If you're doing a service industry job, you're most likely going to be working towards them anyway where English is predominant. But I don't quite understand how, if, if you don't speak the local language at all, you even know how to tell them that C-A-T is cat in English and it's whatever it is in, in Thai. Or, or do they have, do, do your students have some understanding of English and you're working on their pronunciation and structure? Uh, some of them do. There's also a local, you, if you work at a public school, you get a local teacher who will decipher. But a lot of the times they want child by fire. So they just want you to speak English and eventually... The students will pick it up. Have you ever applied for a job and not been able to get it because you didn't have proper papers, for example? Uh, no. Um, usually, uh, you know, when I was in Thailand and Taiwan, uh, once I got the job, the school helped me through the visa process and then got the visa because they'll sponsor your visa, so to speak. And you can get it in-country, and they just walk you through the paperwork. And where did you live? Did you get an apartment? Do do they provide housing? Were you uh, were you staying long enough to actually, as I said, get a permanent place to live or semi permanent? Yeah. Yes. I um, I found my own housing, um, and I lived in Bangkok, uh, teaching English there, and I lived in Taipei, teaching English there. And how long did you stay in each, approximately? Bangkok was probably a toil time because I I worked, traveled, worked. 
that was probably a year and a half, and Taiwan was a little over three months. And did you use those as bases to travel to other nearby places? Yes. Uh, in Taiwan, I I just kind of stayed in, in Taiwan, right? uh, Taiwan. But when I was in Bangkok, because it was a longer stretch of time, I went to Singapore, I went to Malaysia, Cambodia, Laos, Bali. You know, I, I traveled the whole region. Terrific. Uh, and I presume that, uh, let's, well, let's give those websites out again before I have to say goodbye to you, Matt. What are some of the places folks can turn to for resources again? Craigslist.org, Gumtree.com, uh, HelpX.net, WorkAway.info, and a good blog is Around the World in 80 Jobs by Turner Barr. Terrific. And uh, you can read uh, Matthew's blog, which is uh, nomadicmat.com. And, uh, excuse me, dot com. and uh, I presume you've got some stories about your travels uh, and working abroad on your blog. Oh, pl- tons and tons of stories and information and tips on how to do it, too. Okay. Sort of walking people through the steps. Terrific. All right, Matt, have a good, uh, good speech today at your conference in San Diego, and I thank you for taking time out of your weekend to join me on Rudy Max's World. Thanks for having me. Matthew Kepnes, blogger nomadicmat.com how to how to fatten your bank account enough to make it to that next stop if you're traveling around the world stick around at Rudy Max's World we're going to come back we're going to talk about uh, a website that has a whole lot of women that want to help other women while they're on the road Rudy Max's World is coming right back so get on the phone now at 800-387-8025 that's 1-800-387-8025 you can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, I just want to say thank you for making my Geico insurance ID card digital. It's easy to find on the app. It doesn't give me paper cuts, and I always have it on hand because it's on my phone. Because of this, I finally cleaned out my glove box, which was filled with years of paper ID cards. Any thought on what I should put in my glove box now? Sincerely, Trent Patterson. Hmm. Trent, what can you put in the glove box? Here's a crazy thought. How about gloves? Digital insurance ID cards. Just a tap away on the Geico app. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? <laughs> Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh-uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour. Word about that 800 number. If we're on the air live, we may actually uh, bring your question right to us uh, and put them on the air. But uh, generally, because so many of our stations time shift the show, you'll hear my voice inviting you to leave your comment or message. Please do so. And if uh, it requires a call back, tell me what time zone you're in, if you don't mind, and when the best time to call you 
uh, might be. If it's something I can answer quickly, I will. Keep in mind, I am not a travel agent. I do not plan travel. But if it's a question that the audience at large might profit from, well, maybe we'll chat on the air about it. Evelyn Hannon is a founder and editor of a website called journeywoman.com. It's the largest and oldest online travel resource for women. I met her in... Uh, San Francisco uh, just about a week and a half ago at the Canadian Canada Media Marketplace, and I invited her to come chat because I found it quite an interesting website. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here, Evelyn. Hi, Rudy. Now, is this aimed at women generally, business women, all women, young women, older women? You got it. It's all women, young, old, in between, single with a partner, as long as you're a woman, and even if you're a guy and you want to come on board, come right in. Okay, and you have a whole, you, you've got, uh, how, many, how many members do you have? Well, we, we get probably about 5,000, between five and 7,000 people coming every day to do their travel research. But in terms of our newsletter, which is free, mm -hmm. uh, 70,000 women around the world. Join wow. us. That's a lot of women getting the news that I'm looking at your website now, and if you are going someplace, I'm just looking at some of the categories, uh, uh, what to wear and where, um, what if you love to cruise, what if you like to travel solo, uh, true stories from women on, on the road. There's even a little section here that says men have their say. I guess you allow men <laughs> to comment. Uh, information on spas, um, medical advice abroad, uh, cultural dues and taboos. How long have you been accumulating information for this website? I started writing in 1994. And was the Internet and, even invented uh, then? I don't know. Pardon? Was the Internet invented then? No. It, <laughs> you're dating me, sir. No, yes. Um, I think we started in paper in 1994 and ah, okay. went online in 1997. But it wasn't until about 2000 that women started really having computers in their homes mm -hmm. so that we can chat to each other via uh, online right now Evelyn um, what is, what do you find the most common questions are that women have about traveling alone I, I would say first and foremost they're concerned about their safety Fair enough. what kind of a destination is this will I be able to do this alone will I be able mm -hmm. to do this with my girlfriend and what we try to do is prepare them for any destination, what the general rules are in terms of uh, traveling. I mean, if you're staying at a hotel, I always say to them, look for a woman that works behind the desk. Ask her how safe it is to be out in the evening. Ask her where she goes alone when she goes out for dinner. These are the kinds of things we do. It's women telling women telling women. And do you find that women are more uh, adventuresome now than, say, five years ago or ten years ago when you started your, your, your newsletter and eventually your website? Absolutely. Well, when I started, women weren't really traveling on their own. Hmm. Um, we talked about it and talked about it and knocked on doors and asked the, the gatekeepers in newspapers to talk about this. And gradually, we helped each other to get out there. And I find that women are probably even a little more adventurous than men. And it's not because men aren't adventurous, but women are socially adventurous. So guys don't like to go out by themselves. They'd rather have a woman with them. Uh, 
women are are easier that way. They chat with people. They hold a, you know, they're walking in the park and they see someone with a baby. They stop to look at the baby. They ask to hold the baby. They interact with uh, people around the world a lot easier anyway. And can folks who go to journeywoman.com, can they reach out to other women in other places if they're going to Taos, New Mexico, or Vienna, Austria for the first time? Can they reach out and connect with them some way uh, on their trip? Absolutely. We Well, actually, that reaching out takes place. We have a community of 10,000 women on the Internet, and it's on um, Facebook, on Journey Woman, and all you do is post your, your uh, question, and there'll be women around the world who will stop in and say, this is how you do it. In fact, you, you mentioned that we went to San Francisco or that we met in San Francisco. Right. I posted something by myself about San Francisco, and I must have had 50 people come on to tell me what to do, where to go, where to eat, and so on. Terrific. All right, the website is journeywoman.com. The founder and editor is Evelyn Hannon. That's who we've been talking to. And you can join uh, 73,000 other women who have subscribed to the free women's travel tip newsletter, journeywoman.com. Evelyn, thank you for stopping by. Uh, congratulations on building up this uh, website to the point it's at. Thanks so much, Rudy. Take care. Hey, listen, if you happen to uh, be a member of Carlson Hotel's uh, frequent guest program, the Club Carlson Gold Points program, you might want to check your balance because it was the website was uh, uh, hacked by hackers who have stolen about $35,000 in incentive awards from about 650 folks. So check it out. Stick around. We're going to go to Russia when we come back. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, I really enjoy your commercials about Geico's app. I watch them over and over and over. They make me both laugh and very hungry. Weird. Anyway, I just want to let you know how Geico's new claim status updates on the app really blow me away. Getting those updates makes me think of you. I'd like to thank you in person. Just send me your address. All the best, Big Bad W. Sure thing, Big Bad W. I got a pen. It's 802, not going to happen lane. Claim status updates just a tap away on the Geico app. Your daughter just joined the band and needs an audience. Mom, Dad, I'm ready now. Immediately. Now is definitely not the time for a headache. That's why you want fast-acting Advil. It has fast-absorbing Advil Ion Core technology and goes to work in just minutes. Fast-acting Advil quickly relieves your toughest pain, so you don't miss a beat. Try fast-acting Advil. Find it in the white box. Attention all heel clickers, four-leaf clover pickers, and frog kissers. You're tuned into the right station at the right time to find out why it's your lucky day. Right now, you can get a free phone or up to $100 off a new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile. Go ahead, throw away that nasty hot pink rabbit's foot because you're $100 luckier. What's that? Don't believe in luck. Then how do you explain that out of all the radio ads in the world, you're lucky enough to be listening to the one that hooks you up with a free phone like the Samsung Galaxy Rush or the Kyocera Hydro Edge or saves you up to $100 off any other new phone when you switch to Boost Mobile? Yeah, that's what I call luck. Boost Mobile. 
Offer valid 418 to 43014 at participating dealers in select markets. While supplies last and only for new monthly activation supporting from non-sprint related carriers and purchase of new device. Free phone limited to certain models. $100 credit applied towards purchase of boost phone. Excludes tax. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month of high-speed data. Additional terms and restrictions apply. See participating dealer or visit boostmobile.com slash switch for details. This eczema is driving me crazy. All I do is... No matter what I use on this dry, itchy red skin, I can't stop... Introducing the first eczema lotion from Cortisone 10. It contains the strongest non-prescription itch medicine to relieve the... Plus seven moisturizers to help heal severe dry skin. Once you start using it, you'll stop the... For good. Ah, that's better. New Cortisone 10 eczema lotion. Feel the heal. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paints and stains during our four-day super sale, April 11th through the 14th. With 40% off our great paints and stains and 30% off painting supplies, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com sale. Retail sales only, some exclusions apply. See store for details. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. It's 43 minutes after the hour. I, uh, we've gone to Russia, uh, at least via the phone lines, to talk to Jennifer Yarimeyeva. Did I pronounce it anywhere correctly, Jennifer? Absolutely, Rudy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, nice to have you. She is a she is a Russian expert. By she's an American. She has been living in Russia for twenty years, and she has a book out called "Lenin Lives Next Door," subtitled "Marriage, Martinis, and Mayhem in Moscow." It sounds like you may have gotten to Moscow and gotten into some trouble, like falling in love or something. <laughs> indeed, indeed, which is easy to do. Is that, tr- um, yes, is that true? To... Yes, yes, I fell in love with a Russian man, married him, and we've been. Happily married for 20 years. And had, were you over in Russia on holiday? or? No, I worked um, after my university years. I worked um, in Russia in the travel business as a tour guide and exhibition leader. And um, then I opened an office for the travel company I was working for and settled down. And well, still, this is, pro- this is still proof that uh, a little bit of travel can get you in a lot of trouble. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, it's so exactly. true. Once you leave the house, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, you, uh, you know, I, I, I promoted you at the beginning of the show saying that right now, here in the West, Russia is America's whipping boy for the moment, as you certainly know, um, having to yeah. do, of course, with the, uh, uh, the activities uh, in, in, um, in Ukraine. Um, what is it like to be an American in Russian right now? Or let me ask, let me let me refine that a little more. I'm an American tourist. I land in Moscow. Am I going to get in some bar fights? Oh, I hope not. Um, you know, it depends on the bar, obviously. I will say that you're on to the the right track. It it is it is um, a tense time right now for us. And even you know, my own husband and I, we really don't don't see completely eye to eye on the events that are going on in Ukraine. He, he grew up there, and um, it's very hard for him to see Ukraine as, as something separate from Russia. Mm-hmm. And my, my sympathies are, are more with the current um, government, but I worry that they're not strong enough to keep it all together. So we're watching all these events with, with concern. And 
But the Russians are feeling very cocky about um, the annexation of Crimea, and that comes through in the news. Um, there's a lot of anti-American rhetoric in the Russian media, um, and that's just ramping up every week. Um, so that's kind of hard to, to deal with for me. Um, but uh, in terms of the, the man on the street, I mean, they've always been a little grumpy, and they're still grumpy. <laughs> what should I know if I've never visited Russia, and I'm coming to St. Petersburg or to Moscow for the first time? What are some customs I should be aware of? I know you deal with that in your, in your book, which is why I'm asking you. That's true. Um, well, Russians, first of all, are quite superstitious, and they have a number of things that um, particularly to do with the home, which they believe is inhabited by a spirit called the Domovoy. So, for example, you never shake hands over a threshold, which is quite common in America to, sure. to put out your hand as soon as a guest arrives. Um, we always re remove our shoes. That's more of a hygienic thing than anything else. Um, and also, Russians um, are very superstitious about numbers. And, for example, you never give someone an even number of flowers. Those are for funerals. Mm. So we don't get a dozen roses on our birthday. We get 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you and you. I say this because I have a birthday coming up. <laughs> well, happy birthday to you! And and, and Thank but you, you but you, you're saying anybody who's got a trip planned to Russia. I mean, never mind the politics. I mean, I, you know, even during the worst of the Cold War, I still found people in Russia were anxious to talk to Americans and vice versa. So I I I, I don't want anybody to to listen to to this and think, yeah, oh, this is not a good time to go to Russia. We are, you know, this is a government to government problem, not a person to person problem. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been in the travel business for years, and it's, this is a great place to visit. It's, you know, it's packed with culture. The food scene is, has never been more exciting than it is now in Russia. So this is a wonderful time to come. You know, I, I want to I, I talk a little more with you, and we're, we've only got like about 30 seconds left. This is a very short segment. Would you mind staying with us through this commercial, uh, upcoming commercial break, and we can talk a little more? Oh, of course. I, yeah. Delighted. Thank okay. you. Okay, and now hang on. Let's see if we have enough time for you to explain the title, Lennon Lives Next Door. Can you do that? I certainly can. Um, we w moved into a new apartment in 2007, and there was a very gray kind of building opposite where I learned that the body of Lenin, which was embalmed after his death in 1924, is brought for, uh, I guess, maintenance is the only way to put it. Um, oh, my gosh. Pumped with chemicals and then returned back to his mausoleum in, in uh, Red Square, and that's right next door to my house. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever seen the body being brought back? <laughs> No, but I keep looking. It must slip at 3 in the morning. We're talking uh, with a woman who knows Russia well. She's American. She's lived there for 20 years, married to a Russian man. Her name is Jennifer Yeramieva, and we will rejoin her after this commercial break. I want to hear a little more about what's going on in the food scene over there, among other things. Don't go away. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. 
Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I'm your genial radio show host, Rudy Maxa. We're here every weekend, same time, same station. If you just joined us before the commercial break, we were in the midst of a conversation with Jennifer Yemarieva. I hope I'm getting that right. She is an American who's lived in Russia for 20 years. She married a Russian man and uh, lives there now. And the, she's got a new book out called Lenin Lives Next Door, subtitled Marriage, Martinis, and Mayhem in Moscow. I had just asked her what Lenin Lives Next Door meant, and it's because in the apartment building next door, well, as you may know, Lenin lies, generally lies in state in the Red Square in the middle of Moscow, but apparently he's got to come back some now and then again, to, now and again to the building next door to Jennifer's place where he's uh, plumped up a bit, maybe a little more makeup put on and put right back into the old mausoleum there. And uh, Anyway, it's a great, great title for a book. Lenin Lives Next Door. It's out in hardcover. You can find it at Amazon.com. Um, General, you, you happened to mention as we were going into the break that uh, uh, you said something nice about the cuisine in Russia. I first visited Russia when about the time you moved there, and there was nothing to brag about then. Uh, the last time I was there was in St. Petersburg, and I thought it had gotten better. Are, are we? Is there a renaissance going on there in the kitchens of, of Moscow? Well, there really is, Rudy, and it's it's such a joy to see. Um, my day job is, is a food writer, and I was never really that fond of Russian cuisine, but I have really become very passionate over the, the last year or so about the movement that's going on in Moscow where these young and very innovative chefs, who many of, of them have been trained in the West, but many of them did their culinary school here in Russia, but they're taking old Russian recipes, traditional Russian recipes, from the imperial period and kind of bypassing the Soviet era, which was not outstanding for cuisine, um, like it was not for many things. But then they're taking new ingredients and new ways of cooking, sort of like sous vide and ginger and lemongrass, and really creating very innovative dishes that still speak to the heart of, of the country's national cuisine. And it's, it's, a, it's a joy to see. Um, there's so many restaurants in Moscow. It's, it's just you, you're spoiled for choice. And we have a Shake Shack. So we feel you, that's very That's right, very blessed a, sh a Shake Shack, which is out of New York City, a uh, very popular uh, chain now, I guess we can call it, in London as well. Um, that's right. Sh they, now, are, I want to ask uh, two, the first simple question is, are those restaurants expensive? And then the larger question is, generally visiting Moscow an expensive proposition? Start with the easy one on the restaurants. Are those restaurants that have good food Okay, the rest, well, there's a great range of, of um, restaurants from the just ridiculously expensive. There are plenty of those. But the restaurants where where the chefs are doing this work, they're pretty affordable. I'd say they're a little bit more expensive than a medium range in New York City or Miami or Chicago, but not excessively so. Um, and certainly it's it's something most people can afford, you know, to do once or twice a week. And there are a lot of um, very affordable options, including sushi, which for some reason has become the national Russian dish. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Now, how about yes. Moscow generally? Here, let me do this. Next time you pass Shake Shack, note the price of a hamburger and a milkshake and email it to me, and I'll compare that to London and New York prices. It'd be interesting to see what they're okay. charging. Uh, generally speaking, is it's Moscow... It's pretty similar. Oh, oh, that's good to hear. Is uh, But generally speaking, is Moscow yeah. an expensive destination to visit? It's, it's an interesting question that you ask, because some things like public transportation are relatively inexpensive compared to Paris or London. And other things such as hotel rooms and imported food and alcohol, much more expensive. Mm. So it's a kind of a toss-up. If you're willing to be as local as you can, then it can be quite affordable. Um, but if you're looking for the kind of five-star comfort that you get elsewhere in Europe, it's going to be about 10% more expensive at least. Is, package, is a package tour the way to go? 
for a first-time visitor? I think a package tour is a, is a great way to go. Um, also, airfare is, is, is not cheap to Moscow because it's not in the Eurozone. Right. So it's, it's certainly, um, you know, there are a lot of great tour operators who offer FIT services and just bare-bones um, group packages, and it's a great way to get over here, get the visa, and then strike out on your own. Got but it. the best way to see Russia, Rudy, is really on the river. Um, the river cruises on the Volga ah. are just phenomenal, and I ah. can't recommend them enough. We sail from Moscow to St. Petersburg, and it's just you'll see parts of Russia that you would never see anywhere else. That Old sounds like a great How long does that take? Is that a week? Is Jennifer, is that a week sale? You know, it depends on, it depends, it's like a eight night, nine night. It depends on how, how many stops the, the ship makes, but it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful experience. I would love to do that. Uh, pick up the book. It's called Lenin Lives Next Door. Subtitled Marriage, Martinis, and Mayhem in Moscow. We know that uh, Jennifer went in for the marriage part. I'm sure Martinis and Mayhem are, are her friends. She knows people who do that. I will. Uh, she has her own website, and it, 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 we'll put a link on our face, my Facebook fan page, Rudy Maxa uh, Travel Leisure, at um, on Facebook. By the way, just about give me 93 more likes, and we'll hit 4,000 likes. Um, I'm telling you this because her last name is uh, a bit difficult to, to spell over the air for you to remember. But I will if you're writing it down. It's her website is Jennifer, traditional spelling with two N's, um, E-R-E-M-E-E-V-A. But again, we'll put, uh, if you'd like to le- learn more about her book and uh, find a link to her website, go to Facebook, click on Rudy Max at Travel uh, slash Leisure, hit the like button there, and you can read a bunch of stuff. We post, I post all kinds of stuff during the week. Jennifer, I really appreciate your stopping by. We'd love to call on you again, perhaps. Absolutely. I like that reading. Thank you. Take care. If your station is leaving us this hour, a few of our stations do, not most of them, thank goodness. But if your station is leaving us this hour, we'll be back here same time, same station next week. Meanwhile, we're going to take about a six-minute break for some local news, a few spots probably. And then we'll come back with the second hour of Rudy Max's World. I'm delighted to have you stick around and join us. We've got a full lineup of guests coming up. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.